Hey everybody, welcome to Corner Stories and I am your host, Raquel Louise. Corner Stories is a platform where I kick back and share testimonies, read snippets from books and share whatever is on people's hearts with a focus on bringing revelation and shining God's light on the problematic situation. There will be special guests who will engage in fostering healthy conversation and exploration. So sit back and relax and enjoy the food. Today, I just want to get on here in reference to some things that I have been thinking about in regards to wants and desires. You know, having good ideas, but making sure that those good ideas that you have are actually God ideas and not just good ideas. And then I went into the thoughts of wants and desires and the difference between the two. And also then went into the biblical study in reference to God's desires for us. So let me let me go into what I was thinking, right? So here it is. I have wants and desires here. And then I said in reference to Psalm 37, 4, you know, God tells us, or David tells us to delight ourselves in the Lord and he will give us the desires of our heart, right? But how do we know what is the difference between wants and desires? Even though we all know what a want is and we all know what a desire is, but do we really know the difference between the two? Because there is a distinct difference. All right, so here it is. When we say want, it is a simple desire for something that we do not possess already. So a want is a simple desire, right? And a desire, on the other hand, it's more intense. It's a more intense craving that a person has for something or someone, right? So a want is a simple desire, but a desire is a craving. It's more intense and is an intense craving. So we go from a simple desire to an intense craving. What's the difference? Let's go with some cheesecake. You know, I'm out to dinner and I finish my main course and now I'm looking to maybe get a little something sweet. I'm not really a sweet person, but this day I really feel like tasting something sweet. So you know what? I think I'm going to order some cheesecake, right? So it was just something that just happened right then and there. That was just a simple desire. That was just a simple want. That's all that was, right? versus a more intense craving for something, which is what a desire is, right? So here it is. Yo, for weeks, for weeks, I have been dying for this cheesecake, this one New York cheesecake from Junior's strawberry cheesecake. Oh my God, it's to die for. I really wish I had it. And I've been craving this for weeks driving around. That's more intense, right? That's something that you want. It's an intense feeling and you can taste it in your mouth and don't even have it in front of your face. So that's where that's where the difference comes in at. It's something that you really, really crave. You're talking about it. It's on your mind more than once, more than twice. It's consistently there, right? So that's the difference between a desire and a want, right? So desires also can be, it can be a strong yearning. Some are destructive. Now here's where the Bible comes in, right? Because some are destructive and called lusts in the Bible, right? So here's the thing. Let's think about these things right here. Food, alcohol, sex, money, pleasure, cravings for physical appetites. These things right here, they can be wants 
or they can become desires where you can crave them. But at the same time, they can also be destructive and lead to sin. They can be lusts. So think about it. Food. How much food do you really need? Some people overeat. That's when it becomes destructive to your body. You, you either gain weight or you don't desire food. You know, you don't desire to have food and then you lose too much weight. So that's actually when it becomes a mental health issue, you know, anorexia, bulimic, whatever the case may be. But then let's think about alcohol. Some of us can have alcohol in moderation. We can have it with our meals. We can have it on occasion. We don't have to have it every day. Then you have some people who have to wake up in the morning and start their morning off with alcohol, like a ritual. Like some of us will get up and pray in the morning. We speak the name of Jesus in the morning. Some of us will have fruits in the morning. Some of us make sure we have water first thing in the morning. Others will have alcohol. That is the thing where it actually becomes part of a mental health issue or a sickness, a disease, because alcoholism is a disease. So that's when it becomes destructive. And then these are desires, right? These are all desires. Money. What about sex? We got sex addictions, you know, then when you start wanting so much of sex, more sex than you need, you destroy your, 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 your marriage because you're stepping out on your spouse because you need to find that sexual partner someplace else because you need more. You need more of it. So it's, it's, it's just basically overdoing it. That's when you have invited, you know, and you have taken away from the mere want and turned it into a lustful desire when it becomes more intense, when you overdo it, when you ask for too much, when you want for too much. OK, so the sin is what makes these things destructive when you abuse them is what makes them destructive. Overdulging, you're being greedy, you're taking more than you need or when they are used as a weapon for sinful things. So that's what makes them destructive. And actually, um, that's when it actually goes against God's word, too, because when you think about it, God is not a limit, a limited God. He's not a limiting God. So let's think about it this way. So as a believer, how do you know your wants or your desires are actually in the will of God? This is where it gets good for me. Anyway, I was loving this. So in Matthew 6, 33, right, is what does it say? Everybody knows this one. Right. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. All right. So here we go. Some of us struggle with this. I'll be the first to raise my hand because I'm not exempt from any of this. So, you know, first seek the kingdom of God and he and his righteousness, not just the kingdom, but his righteousness. And he will make sure that you get all of these other things as well. Anything else. He didn't limit and say you can only have these other things when you seek the kingdom. He said, and all these other things will be given to you as well. So you get both. You get the goodness of God and all his righteousness. And you get to have all those other things that you want. All those other things that you desire. So there are no cutting corners. No cutting corners to get the desire of your heart. That is when it becomes selfish and carnal. Okay? So if your desires go against the will of God then they are more than likely sinful desires or going to or going to result in sin. So if the desires of your heart, you have them, they were there since you were a little girl, a little boy, whatever the case may be. 
and you have not actually consulted with God in reference to those desires and making sure that they align with what he would have for you, making sure that you decipher between them being selfish and carnal desires versus being kingdom desires, right? Being godly desires, being something that God will have for you. Because remember, when we went back, we got to make sure they're not, they're not destructive. Because when they become destructive in nature, then that's when they become against God's will for your life, right? So if your desires were given to you before you were ready to receive them, then you would kill yourself spiritually. Pride and ego, which was stripped away, during your pruning stage, during your trials and your tribulations, that stuff, those characters that that the personality traits that were not serving you any good for the kingdom of heaven. When God stripped those things away from you, he did that on intentionally because he needed you to be humbled so that you can move forward in him. So pride and ego, which was stripped away, that stuff will creep back in and it will be more intense than before. And thus your spiritual death begins where there is an abundance of pride and ego. There is a resistance to God, which is the reason why those things were stripped away from you in the first place, because you cannot serve the kingdom. Well, you cannot serve your spiritual growth. Well, if you are resisting the spirit of God, right? And where there's pride and ego, there's resistance to what God wants for you. You are not giving him, well, yeah. So when you have a resistance, you're not giving him control and you're not giving him power over the situation, which is what he wants. He wants power over the situation. So wants and desires cannot contradict the word of God either. Your wants and desires cannot be harmful, harboring in your mind that you want to hurt somebody that hurt you. You want to get revenge. You want to hurt someone. You want to, you know, make plans to hurt someone. Those things you know, they go against the word of God. So if that is a desire that's in your heart, that's evil. That's sinful. That's carnal. That's worldly. That's not God at all. So it has to align with what God wants for you. And those things, and because those go against what God would want for you, it will only kill your spiritual because you're not supposed to attain those things. You're not supposed to go out and get revenge to harm anyone in, in, in the matter. You're not supposed to go out and... um and, and seek to do evil and to, you know, to sin intentionally, those things will harm your spiritual life. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11, a lot of us know this as well. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in a future, right? Um, so God is not a limiting God. I said that before. He wants you to have the desires of your heart. He just needs to prepare you for it first. He needs to prepare you for it. And because what you want and what he is going to give you is so much bigger and better, you have to go through his process, right? So this is when all the pruning and the crushing comes to play, destroying of your old self and bringing forth the new godly you that will be able to stand the schemes of the enemy who knows the plans God has for you. So I'm going to end with these scriptures here. Um, in the book of Colossians, chapter three, verse five, it states a desire taken beyond what is lawful is simply idolatry through which we gratify our carnality. And then it says, and then I say, when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, when you're Psalm 37, 
um, verse 4 in yourself and Matthew 6.33 in yourself, you are also Psalm 51 and 6 yourself by allowing God's wisdom that was taught to you at birth taught to you at birth, right? So you're allowing his wisdom taught to you to show you how to get the desires of your heart simultaneously diverting the devil's plans to sabotage those desires. Now, remember, the enemy only wants to make you make us feel useless for the kingdom of heaven because he wants us to be useful for the kingdom of darkness. I just wanted to leave you with those words. I really pray that these words bless you. And if it does, share it with someone else. Be blessed. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Corner Stories. I hope you were blessed by the revelations. And if you were, please share the podcast with someone else. This is your host, Raquel Louise. And until next time, be blessed.